0: Hey, hey, Wizards, and welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom podcast, the podcast where we delve into the world of e-commerce and Amazon selling. I am your host, Daemi, and today we have an incredible guest joining us. Our guest is Katie Brewer, a seasoned professional with over 20 years of experience in client-facing roles across various industries. She's recently been recognized by G2's best support badge and has a track record of breaking sales and support records. Amazing. As a senior customer success manager at Bigful, Katie works closely with diverse customers, helping them leverage the platform to achieve their goals Her deep knowledge of Bigfoot's features and her dedication to customer satisfaction have earned her a reputation as one of the company's most trusted advisors. I'm super excited to tap today into Katie's expertise and hear her insights on A-B testing tips and tricks to maximize sales within 24 hours. Yes, it is clickbaity, but it is the truth. Let's (laughs) jump right into the conversation. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here i'm so so happy that you accepted to be on the show giving a short uh how do you call it behind the behind the scenes to our listeners the way how i came across knowing you and your expertise was actually we as an agency took your course partnership course to become um certified by you guys and during this process actually for me personally it was like wow this is so important, and she knows so much, so many things. And probably most people, when they are talking about A-B testing, they're not even thinking of the most important things that we actually are going to go through today, right? So yeah. this is why you are on the show. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. Before we're getting deeper into the topic, can you please explain in a few words what A-B testing is and why is it important?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So A-B testing is very traditional type of... Um, format for getting feedback from your consumers or your target audience. Mm -hmm. Um, Traditionally, AB is referred to two comparisons, so two different variations in a head-to-head matchup. So um, for e-commerce, generally that's hero images or listing comparisons or things like that to decide which is the better option to move forward with and maximize your sales.
0: All right got it so now that we understand what that is could you walk us through the process where do you see maybe some of the underutilized feature that Bifu currently has and like customers are not taking advantage of
1: yeah definitely um i would say the number one thing that people don't take advantage of the most is competitive comparisons it's very very important to understand um, what your competitors are doing right, um, maybe why they're taking market share from you, um, what you can do, little minor tweaks uh, to your listings to figure out what you can do to maximize your, your potential opportunity. Um, if you are losing clicks or, or sales especially, that's something that you can and should be testing.
0: All right, got it. So giving a clear example, competitor comparison would be the main image here, all the six images, or what, what is the most, what would be the best way to test first when we are coming to competitive comparisons?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, Typically, we like to do an established baseline test. So you would just put your uh, ASIN or your listing for your product Uh, in a head-to-head matchup, like an AB, traditional AB test, um, and ask the respondents, which of these would you choose or purchase and why? And then they'll give you a rundown of, I chose this option and here's why, or I didn't like the other option and here's why. It'll give you really focused areas of things that you can go back and review and potentially change. Best case scenario, it's something on your listing that's turning people off that you can just go in and update, um, but there's definitely going to be honest components where people will tell you it's it's pricing, it is the images, it's the um the design of the product. The other one has additional products included. And it's really important for me to, you know, get accessories or things. It's all of that is very key knowledge for you guys to understand so that you can again maximize um those sales and, and start taking some of that from your competitors.
0: Hundred percent. What would be the next tip?
1: Yeah, the, the next thing I would say is uh, a listing audit. So a lot of times, um, our, our really smart customers will go in and they will just put up their their listing of a product. Especially if you have a listing that um, sales have gone a little stagnant and you're trying to figure out why. Understanding what people don't like about it, or you know what about the listing is maybe confusing or is leaving information. So you literally just go in, you put in your listing URL doesn't have to be on Amazon. It could be anywhere that you sell your product. Um, They go in and they can take a look at your listing and tell you exactly pinpoint what areas need improvement. Um, Just a a reminder too that these are not marketing experts. These are consumers. These are buyers who are shopping online and looking at products. So they're giving you their, their candid feedback and saying, you know, I wouldn't purchase this because I don't like that you didn't clearly define what the product does why does it benefit me why should I buy this over you know a different one so it's good to start with that baseline test of just here's my listing um and asking that reverse question of negative instead of positive instead of looking for the areas that they like and getting confirmation look for the areas that they don't like what's turning them off are you leaving information out things like that that's very very important and valuable for you to know
0: brilliant could you give an example of that specific question
1: yeah so a good question for that would be um please take a look at this listing and tell us what information we left out do you still have questions after you've gone through and reviewed it is there anything about the product or listing that's turning you off from purchasing this and then they would go in and answer that after taking a look at your um your listing I love it
0: as a pool of people that you should be asking this test how should we think of how many people should ask
1: yeah, so for a baseline test like this is when we say to go bigger. So I would start with probably about 100 people um, and, and collect that feedback to really dig into what areas need to be changed. Um, the targeting is also just as important in making sure that you're hearing from the right people. So if you do have a product that caters to a specific audience, choose accordingly.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. So are there, any other underutilized uh, test that we are maybe not taking advantage of?
1: Yeah, I would say the other two, are, um brand story was one that we've um, heard specifically from Amazon. They're seeing a shift in buying behavior from uh, their, the traffic. All the customers that they see come to Amazon to purchase products. They want to know who they're buying from. Um, we're shifting away from brands that are just cranking out products. They want to connect. They want to understand that they're investing or purchasing products that um, are going to fit their need, regardless of you know price point or where it's coming from or reviews. They want to make sure that they understand the brand. So testing your storefront, if you have one, testing your brand story. Um, a plus content is another one that you can do that we don't see a lot of, but we should see more of. Um, and any sponsored content. So if you're creating any sort of ad campaigns to push traffic to your Amazon listings, um test that first to make sure that your messaging and your creatives are going to resonate with the right people
0: love it would never have thought of this yes let's do it 100 (laughs) uh wording here because i assume that everyone who's being asked they might have zero knowledge about what an a plus content is so Mm. how would you share that with them is it a link that you're sharing or is it like what is the comparison process here and how would you word it for someone who has zero knowledge of hey that's an a plus content
1: yeah, so A-plus content, um, we we actually see many different formats in how it's tested. Um, it's generally long form. So it's uh, catered, uh, very uh, stylized content delivered to your potential customers or consumers that gives them all the information about this specific product. So a lot of times it's really high quality graphics. Um, seeing the product in use is another great one. Uh, the layout of the actual content, uh, color styles, themes, everything can be tested in in that A plus content format. Um, a lot of people will pull up the entire thing because it's a good way to show the what the actual live experience would be for your customers. So it's it's literally this like long form um, page that you can show on the um, platform and have the customers look at it and say, I really like this layout. Or if you're doing a comparison, like you said, of different styles or different themes, maybe the models in the images are different, things like that. Um, And you're trying to decide which is the best one to go with. You could do that as an AB test comparison to see which people um, like them better. I just saw one the other day that was for um, knee braces. And they had one version where it was people working out and they had another version of um, a doctor that was fitting it on the person and unanimously the one with a doctor won uh, because people wanted to see if it was something that needed to be fitted by a professional. Um, it was nice to know that doctors would you know, suggest a, a product like this. So overall, it was overwhelming, you know, one way to another. So it's always good to test that kind of stuff just to gauge whether or not the audience is going to skew heavily towards one version or another. And in this case, they did. So imagine if that that um, customer, that seller, excuse me, had put up that first one with everybody working out, they would have potentially lost um, the opportunity for everybody who chose the other version. This brings up so, so many questions. <laughs> this one for me, just like this one example. All
0: right. But without without going too far from our purpose today, um, I think the one question that I would ask there, since in this scenario, let's put it this way, there is time when you know your audience, there is time when you're not knowing your audience, when you're launching your product, probably have, you have a good idea. But still, the numbers of the audience demographics from brand analytics are going to assure you of some things or some knowledge. Right. In this scenario, yeah. uh, in case that you know your audience and when you don't know the audience, how mm-hmm. would you apply those things? As you were mentioning, hey, it's a doctor fitting this, this knee brace on a patient or it's someone who's working out.
1: Yes, that is such a good valid point. Um we see that a lot. If you are launching a new product and you don't know who your audience is, you can and should test that before you roll out any of that that creative assets, the A plus content, any of that. Because to your point, you may be marketing towards the wrong audience if everybody is, you know, say in that example, if your product skews towards an older audience they're going to choose right one variable over another for those creative assets so it's always best to test to figure out who your audience is because it might not be who you think it is um once you get that confirmation generally that's done in like a general population poll where you don't actually choose your targeting you just get first come first serve again you need to go bigger with that to get more data um You will compile the segments, which we help you through. I'll go through that in a little bit, but we include a lot of different features so that you're able to segment and see who your target audience is. So you can figure that out, but you need to know that in order to know how to market to the right people.
0: Love the answer. All right. Let's get to efficiency because everything is about efficiency, right? (laughs) Features to save your time while analyzing results.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So I'm going to share my screen here, but I'll also talk through... um, There are a lot of things that we have pushed out in our polls to make your guys' jobs easier in analyzing your results. The first that was a recent um, publish here is um, AI highlights. All right. So after you run your poll, you will actually get a summary that breaks down everything that happened in the poll, um, general winners, things like that. And then you also get AI sentiment, which will tell you what people liked and disliked um, for each of the different options or variables that you have. So this was a ranked poll um, that had three different uh, dog treats. Um, This was a poll that I recently ran for a customer to show them what a competitive comparison, excuse me, would look like and how it would work. Mm -hmm. Um, In in this one, uh, customers actually unanimously chose, um, skewed towards one option, and it was because of brand loyalty. So those are all things to understand, but understanding and reading through the whys is very, very important. However, a lot of customers came to us and said, we love the data. We love the written responses, but it takes forever to read through and really understand. Can't you just summarize it for me? And that's why we released the AI highlights. So it's available on all of our polls. When you launch it, you get your results. Um, it may take a little time to generate. So you just might come back to it after you know an hour or so of completing and it'll be there for you waiting. <clears throat> um, the next is keyword list. We, we kind of hide this one, um, but it's again available on all polls. If you click in this, search responses box on your poll results page, you'll get a pop-up of all of the top keywords used um, among the different respondents. So this is really good for understanding if you are using the right keywords to describe your product on your listings, um, because these are how people are describing it. So are they using these words to find your products or are they potentially missing out on finding your product because they're using a different term? So always make sure to go through and read these Um, It's really great to see that there's consistency, too, if all the people are calling out one specific thing that stands out to them. It could be color, style, font, um, model type, graphics. There's all different things that they'll pinpoint. But if there's a consistent trend among all the responses, it's really important to highlight and focus on that.
0: Love Um, this feature. I did. uh, Sorry for interrupting you, but I didn't even know about this feature. This is amazing. (laughs) And it looks, it really looks like a word cloud somehow for me at some point. I've seen the word trust there and like so many times it was like eight, nine times trust. And this is like interesting. Okay. What, what does trust means? You know, like maybe they were referring to the color or like, if you're going to click on it, is it also going to redirect you to the comments or how it works? Oh, brilliant. So Brilliant. you can
1: click on that that um, specific word and it'll show you all the responses that were used with it.
0: Brilliant. Oh, look, yeah. and this is a trusted brand for me. I oh, love it, love it, love it. This is super, super, super cool. Yeah. Kudos guys for bringing everything new. Okay, this is <laughs> close, please excuse my uh, excuse my uh, excitement.
1: <laughs> there you go. No, no, I see. And this is why I like to bring it up because there's a lot of people that don't even know it's there. Yeah. So definitely find it <laughs> and utilize it because it is, it is very helpful. Um, And then the other thing, just to highlight real quick, is the filters that I was talking about for segmenting out the responses. Um, You can go through and and focus on all the people who voted for one option over another. If you had both um, female and male, you can focus on, did all the females answer one way or another, Uh, age ranges. Again, this will help paint that picture for who your target audience is. Um, which is great in our demographic splits for those reports. You can look at these different graphs and it'll show you, you know, if there was skewed one way or another, like here, predominantly both female and male preferred uh, option A Um, over here. Same thing. Um, Both people who rented and owned preferred option A. So it'll help understand kind of who your audience is if you don't know or confirm that you're on the right path to um, marketing to the right people. 100%
0: 100% love it. All right. So I think this is a great, great feature and it's 100% time effective. Uh, let's go into pitfalls to avoid the biggest mistakes we've seen in customer testing. I love it. So which are the biggest mistakes that you've seen in customer testing?
1: Oh, I only have four, but they are um, very, very important to understand. Um, <laughs> the, I know. The <laughs> one thing that we see daily is wasting your budget on audiences that are not going to buy your product um we see this a lot with people who just choose amazon prime or um you know only people who shop on walmart if you have a product and you market to a general population and that's who buys your product fantastic but in most cases that we see especially if you are in a specific product category it's more important to choose the right audience, like if you sell a baby product, market to parents who have babies at home versus people who shop on on amazon um the other thing is over targeting you potentially weed out a lot of really good responses from the right people um for example, we see a lot of people that will do women of a certain age group um that make over a hundred you know thousand dollars and um own a home or something like that when really all they need to market to is parents. Um, mm-hmm. That would save you a lot of budget and it's gonna actually yield better responses because they're the right people that you're, that you're reaching out to instead of weeding out too many people. And then those responses aren't going to be the right ones. So just keep that in mind um, as you're building out your audiences um, with those tests. The next one is um, not testing what matters you need to understand why your competitors are getting more sales or getting any of your sales for that matter. Um, If you don't know, you should know. And that's something that you can test on the platform. Um, Understanding what it is that people might be liking better or more about your competitors. That's something that's an easy test to run. Like I talked about earlier, the competitive comparison and understanding why people would click someone else's listing over yours um lack of direction or focus we see this one a lot it's a doozy you try and push too much into one pull; um it's going to make your life a lot harder on the back end to understand what key elements you need to change and what I say by that is if you want feedback on pricing and you want feedback on your hero image your main listing image um you want feedback on your packaging design or your listing in general don't push that all into one poll because the audience is only going to focus on what stands out the most to them and they're not going to answer every single question that you put in there. Um, So make sure that you focus on one topic, like just pricing, just packaging, things like that per poll, because you're going to get much better and more detailed responses so that you know exactly what needs to change, what needs to be iterated on or what to move forward with. Um, Quick highlight on that too, we are going to be launching... Uh, Surveys. We have had a lot of people ask for this. So um, we will in the future have multiple questions per poll. um, So stay tuned for that. Um, And then the last one is avoid the spray and pray method, is what I like to call it, where you put all this money into advertising and marketing campaigns and selling and driving traffic to your listing, but nobody tests it. You just push it out into the world and hope that it works. That is something you need to avoid because the worst thing that can happen is not only are you not going to convert and get those sales, but it could potentially um, turn off your your customers or your or your following, your loyal people who don't like the messaging. And we've seen this happen before where they tried to be funny, they pushed something out, it wasn't on brand and it alienated your current customer base. So test those creative assets before you push them out live in a in a safe environment first.
0: 100%, you know what I would just like trying to like stop myself for interrupting you, but I was the first one to stop wasting budget on audiences that are very, very niche. I am that person. I am (laughs) just really like, okay, we have data. That's the data and I'm forcing the data, you know? And then little by little, I learned that that is the wrong approach, simply because um, one, it's like, the first point is not within 24 hours, because if you're so, so niche, it's going to take some like... a. The last time when I did it, it really took me like two days, two and a yeah. half days, something like that. But simply yeah. because there is like such a niche audience that I'm looking for that also for you guys, even if you have like 15 million people answering the in, the out, you know, it's still a very, very niche question, you know. So that's something that I learned the first, very first time. And I think from these mistakes, I love that you like mentioned and why it's happening. My mm-hmm. question would be since it's amazing to test everything and you as you were saying, I think this is already your mindset of, hey, I have to test it because probably you are not probably for sure you're an expert on this topic because you're on the show, you know, but (laughs) what I'm seeing now recently is because you're an expert on something, you forget that other people are not even seeing whatever you're talking about, if it makes sense, right? Because you're, you're, you're already like brilliant in this. So based on that, what do you think would be the the correct mindset of someone who is just like listening to this podcast and they're like oh my god i have never tested it and i'm selling like i'm a veteran seller and i'm selling well and i have never tested it you know like what would be the right mindset for someone like that
1: yeah i would say um a couple things and that's it's so important that you brought that up because we see that a lot where people will develop a product almost with themselves in mind um which is not a bad thing but you are not your customer. You have to understand that, especially if you put time into designing a product, you may love it. You may be super tied to it. You may feel super invested in it. Um, But at the end of the day, you're not the one that's going to be buying your product over and over again. And so for one, you need to make sure, going back to what we were talking about earlier, that you know who your audience is. Um, You are going to run tests and you're going to get feedback and the people that partake in these polls are very honest and they will tell you whether they like something or not trust that process which we're going to talk about in a second here um trust that process understand that the people that are telling you that um are likely your ideal market and and that in those responses too will help you formulate are you even targeting the right market are you have you built out a product around something that you are very close to and that you really like um and you're marketing to people who uh, are not like you and maybe they don't like the product so going back to you have to understand and know your target market if you know who your target market is then you need to be testing that the messaging that you're sending out is resonating with them because if it's not that's going to hurt you
0: Loved it. All right. So what does trusting the process means?
1: Trust the process. Um, again, people are going to be honest. Uh, they, they will tell you if they don't like something, but they will tell you why. And the point of that is for you to understand what those key areas are for improvement. Don't take it personally. They, they don't know who you are. They're not trying to attack you or your product um, again, they're they're not sellers; they're buyers. They're consumers. These are real life people who are shopping online for your products. They're going to be telling you why they like something or why they don't like something. So take that and run with it. Um, trust that what they're telling you is for your benefit. So make those little tweaks. Um, understand what it is that needs to be changed, or Potentially, you might need to be marketing to a different audience. If the people who you've been reaching out to are not resonating with your product, you have the wrong audience. You need to find somebody else. Also, too, if you if you have a product that uh, is more expensive than your competitors, are you highlighting why in your listing? Or are people just going to it and saying, well, it's more expensive, but I don't really see the difference between it. That means you're not doing a good job of selling the value of it. Is it better products, um, you know, ingredients? Is it sustainably made or sourced, made in the USA? That goes back to the brand story. These are all things that are very important for consumers to know in order for them to make those calculated decisions to buy your product or to not buy it. So make sure that you're doing your job and your due diligence to make that listing stand out. Um, The other thing is aim for a score of, I would say, between 66 and 70 for your results to know um, when to continue iterating or when to move forward and and go with that that winning option um, amazon considers 66 statistically significant enough for you to move forward with most of our customers aim for a score of 70 before um, moving forward with the winning option so keep that in mind when you get your results um, of understanding if it's a pretty near tie then you might need to go back to the drawing board and start you know making some of those changes like we've talked about
0: Loved it. Brilliant. Yeah. So I, I am very much a um, free spirit. And what I learned during these three, four years of running a business is that if there's no checklist, there's no plan, there's no goal. So yes. someone just listen to this episode, the takeaways, which would be the first thing that they should be thinking of and really like create a checklist of it.
1: Hundred percent. Yes. Um, it's always good to have a roadmap and a strategy for how you're going to tackle your market testing the first thing you should do is create a baseline. If you don't know what steps to take, run a single test. All you can do, it's called an open-ended even, not even an AB comparison. You're not comparing anything. It's a listing audit. Just throw up your your listing um, and ask for feedback. What is it that people like about it? What do they not like about it? What stands out to them? What resonates with them? Um, It's so important to have that, that data and that knowledge base. And from those responses, you'll know what your next steps are and what other things and elements that you need to change because you'll get responses like, I didn't really like the image or I really didn't like uh, the bullet points don't clearly define what the product does for me. Then you'll know from all of those responses that, okay, I've got some areas of improvement here. I'm going to make a a checklist of the things that I need to test. Um, And then secondly, competitive comparison, especially if you know you're losing out um, sales to any other competitor whether or not you're in front of them or not it's important to know because as all of you do know competitors pop up pretty frequently and there's a lot of copycats out there as well so you need to stay ahead of your competition and know what your customers want love
0: it any other questions i should have asked and i haven't
1: no your questions were perfect uh i hope this was very knowledgeable and hope everybody learned something new and uh is excited to go do some consumer tests.
0: <laughs> Heck yeah. So I personally learned a lot and it was refreshing yeah. for me as well. And whenever I learn, I am 100% sure that also our listeners are going to learn. And if you're going to listen to this episode, ensure that you're going to listen at least three times. Always there's new information yeah. that's passing <laughs> right next to one ear and coming yeah. to the other. Yeah, exactly. But before wrapping up and before, like, to be super respectful of the time, but before wrapping up, I love to ask, three questions, my guests. The first one is, if you made a recent investment that is less than $50, just for you in order to understand even better A-B testing the process, and what's all about it?
1: Yeah, can you sorry, can you ask again? Sure. (laughs) Sorry.
0: So this was this should be like my $50 investment to ask better (laughs) questions, my guest, there you go. So the question was, um, usually, I love to see if you can or guests can recommend a fifty dollar or less investment they recently made about the topic that we're topic- talking about. Since we are mm-hmm. talking about A/B testing, you know, what yes. is something that is not so inf- like it's insignificant in money that someone can do right away in order to be better at the topic that we're learning about today?
1: Okay, um, we haven't talked about this too much, but uh, utilize AI um, in in a lot of circumstances. It's actually free. Um, We've seen a lot of our overseas sellers use it to write better listing descriptions, better bullet points. Um, It's very important to understand how the AI process works, um, but you can give it really good prompts and maximize your verbiage, especially if English is not your native language, but that you are selling in the U.S. market. So I would say explore that avenue if you haven't yet already. 100%. Also note taken.
0: <laughs> for me personally, I'm using always AI, you know, and you can tell by this question they were not run through ChatGPT. GPT. This is what you're going to do, <laughs> listen, my dear audience. It's OK. They love me. They love all the ups and downs, so it's good for me. All right. Getting back to the topic. Which are your top three favorite books and why do you love them? Oh, my gosh.
1: The book question always gets me, as you can see. Um, For the people who uh, are listening instead of watching, I have uh, multiple bookshelves behind me. So I'm an avid reader. Um, I cannot possibly choose uh, favorites. I think my, I just read, um, I'm a typical housewife mom. I love uh, sci-fi thriller murder mystery. Um, So I actually just read When No One Is Watching by Alyssa Cole. It's a thriller um and it takes place on on uh, the east coast in new york city which i've only been to once but it's it's always exciting for me when i get to dive into that kind of a uh world (laughs) that is so far unlike my own so highly recommend it love it i take it
0: are there any other books or just like this genre specific genre or book
1: yeah i i kind of stick to the same uh same genre i know um unmasked is another one i just read uh it's a actually an autobiography by paul holes who was a um detective down in sacramento california which is where i'm from Mm -hmm. um all about chasing down a specific killer (laughs) so you can see i'm very on point with the uh the theme here but (laughs) love it It's so entertaining to read somebody else's life about um, the things that we watch on TV and, you know, the things that we invest in and spend so much of our time doing to hear the real life aspect of it instead of what we see from Hollywood. So
0: 100 percent. I will take it. That's a great answer. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. (laughs) You've been amazing. Thank you so, so much for sharing your experience. For anyone listening that they would like to find out more about you, more about PickFu, more about how to become better at A-B testing, how could they get hold of you and your services? Yes.
1: The best way to reach out to us is info at pickfu.com. That is a direct link to our team, the customer success team, and we can help you guys through all of your polling needs.
0: Amazing. Thank you once again for being on the show. To our amazing listeners, Ensure short to listen to this episode once again, because it's that good. And much, 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 much love to you. See you next Wednesday. As